Turn around. Got to remember one thing. Sluts is cagey. She ain't never going to lose that slut look no matter how hard she tries. Because there's always going to be a little too much rouge on the cheeks and a little too much mascara in the eyes. There's always going to be a little too much of everything. And why do you think she wears so much lipstick? It's because she knows that by the end of the night she's going to be kissing so many men and she's going to need that much so the last. Man, I'm going to tell you something. You put a diamond on a slut and it'll turn to rhinestone. She's got cash registers in her eyes that keep lighting up. Sale, sale! Every man that she ever slept with has left his mark on her face. Now you look at that flash on her face. How do you think that got there? Well... Her new lover come home, found her in bed with another man, and took his fine leather belt to her face, but it didn't work. Because you can't never beat the slut out of a slut. It's like a disease, man. There ain't no cure for it, except men, and lots of them. Thanks, why don't you give the girl a break? It ain't her fault the way she is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> If you believe that, you believe anything. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. There's only two ways for a woman in this life. Either an honest wife or a low-lying slut. That bitch, I could make her right here and now, and she'd let me. You know why? Because she can't say no. Ain't that the truth, sweetheart? That'll get you hot, won't it? I mean, won't that make you feel all hot inside? 
That's enough, Tex. Now, you knock it off. Don't pay no attention to him, ma'am. He's just drunk. Okay, first, Carl, what did you think of that? God damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, we were talking right before we started this, and I said I didn't really like Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, because it was just so fucking mean. And that's mean as hell. Good Lord. But is uh, he good? Oh, my God, is he good at that. Okay, our guest, what is your name? Uh, my name's Adam. I, uh, I, I direct under the name Gore Filt. Yeah, what did you think of that when you heard it earlier? Uh, it, it was it was a hell of a performance. I mean, yeah, the topic's messed up, but it's supposed to be. It's supposed to get that kind of reaction out of people. Agreed. But yeah, like he's playing a character I mean, you're supposed to hate. Yeah. And the worst thing is this. He could say the most mean, hateful things and always put enough of the truth in it where you're cringing because you agree with him in a way. I wouldn't say that with that speech. (laughs) Nah. But is he good? Man, he sells it. There's no question about that. You know, Sid's such a, you know, particularly when I was growing up in the 50s and well, in the 60s and 70s, you saw him all over the place. I didn't know who he was, but every time I saw him on on things like he was in Get Smart, the Gunsmoke, um, Man from Uncle, every time I saw him, I, I, he was in uh, Batman, too. He, he was one of King Tut's uh, uh, minions. But, yeah, great actor. And me, I was an 80s guy, so I seen him on VHS stuff, Jason the Star Command, where he just steals that whole shit. It's a kid's show, but he just steals it without even trying. Exactly. And you're uh, a third generation of Sid fan, aren't you? Yeah, my introduction to him was actually House of a Thousand Corpses. Which I'm actually in the middle of watching right now in his in his memory. Yeah. What did you think when you first seen those first five minutes, and he just walks away with the entire movie? Oh, I I, I was like, who who is this guy? He's amazing. I became a fan instantly when I saw that. I was like, that's got to be the the coolest clown I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. And when I seen it with uh, my ex-wife, she looked at me after that and the credits start rolling. She said, who the hell is that? And I just looked at her and said, that's the man. Yeah. And yeah, that's the him way time. it is. Mm-hmm. I, it was so quick. I'll, 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 okay. Okay, go okay finish up and then I get a question for Adam. Go ahead, Steve. Rob Zombie has said the biggest mistake he made with House of a Thousand Corpses is not using Sid more in it. I agree with that. Of course, he he uh, uh, remedies that in Devil's Rejects. But but Adam, I I have a question. Since you were introduced to him as as uh, Captain Spaulding, have you gone into his back catalog and checked out some of the other things he did previous to that? I definitely have. Mainly Galaxy, Galaxy of Terror and Spider Baby are the maddest story ever told. And I really, I definitely enjoy both of those movies. Oh, yeah. They're very good, to say the least. That would be the first probably on our list of ones that people really don't know about that you need to see, and that's Galaxy of Terror. Oh, I love that movie. Because if you look at the trailer for it, you're like, oh, this is going to be another sci-fi alien ripoff. 
And then you watch it, and you're like, my God, this is like if Joe Dawarski took LSD and made a sci-fi horror film. Yeah. And, 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 and I got that surreal. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. The other thing is, you know, we love Sid, but Sid doesn't steal this movie. Ray Walston does. My favorite Martian. <laughs> but but yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Love that movie. And 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 of course Spider Baby is uh a, a film that everyone who is a Sid Haig fan, if they have not if you have not seen it, you gotta find it. You can buy it. Uh uh you gotta see it. Because he's just well, pretty much, Carl. If you went to cons in the last ten years, and I think that Adam will agree with me, fifty percent of the fans were Rob Zombie, House of a Thousand Corpses fans, and the other fifty percent were Jack Hill fans, mainly Spider Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Adam. What I was saying, I guess. My introduction to him was probably House of a Thousand Corpses because I'm 41, so I had missed out on you know, his his first wave of movies because I, I he he did he did stop for a while and then came back with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got tired of playing the same bad guy all the time. Oh yeah. Of which, of which, if you take a look at his IMDb, I don't know how many Arabs he's played, but he's played at least seven. <laughs> okay. Um so when I was growing up, I was growing up in the sixties, so I'm I'm the old man of the group here. And and I was a kid, you know, um eight, ten, twelve years old, and and you would see him on T V constantly. He did something like three hundred and fifty episodics. And he was on things like The Man from Uncle which I watched every week. Uh, Death Valley Days, which my folks watched all the time. Gunsmoke, Get Smart, Mission Impossible. He did, yeah. Mannix, alias Smith and Jones. You know, McMillan and Wife. You know, and and man, yeah. You just see him and see, and and every time I see him, he'd have a small role, maybe two or three minutes, like. I like that guy. Who is that guy? And and the other thing too, you look back, look at who he's worked with. Okay, so so one of his first big movies, he had a very small role, was Point Blank, which is John Borman, great film. Um, of course, all his stuff with Jack Hill, uh, but he was in. Um, uh, Peter Hyams' first film, which is uh, Busting, which I friggin' love, uh, from the 70s. He's in Emperor oh. of the North, uh, which is a Robert Aldrich film. He's in uh, a James Bond film. We were just talking about that beforehand. Yeah. And this is, you know, and then, of course, I worked at a drive-in in the 70s. So, like, every, you know, Roger Corman film he was in, I saw Seriously. Oh, and Carl, I learned something weird the other day. Uh, did what? you know that there was a busting TV series? No. Oh, they yeah, wasn't. they took the main idea of the two cops from busting, and they watered it down and added a tornado, and that's where you got Starsky and Hutch from. Uh no 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 I disagree yeah, I mean, with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look at it. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong, but let me tell you something. No. Starsky and Hutch is way too upbeat. Busting is so fucking right. downbeat. Well, look, and I so mean, nasty. I just read it on something for busting while researching Sid. Look, yeah. uh, what's his name? The blind guy wears the same sweater that Elliot Gould wears for all over busting. No, you got the other guy. It's James Caan that wears wears the sweater. Yeah, but still, you know, it's one of those where they like, ooh, this idea is good. Let's castrate it and make a TV show. 
again, Sid has a very small role in that. He plays a bouncer at one of the clubs that, that uh, Alan Garfield, the main bad guy, has. And, and, and he has a wonderful scene with, with, with Gould. Just a wonderful little scene where he basically, you know, uh, uh, kicks him out of the, you know, throws him out of the, the, the club. And it's just, you know, I would see him in these films. I like, oh, it's Sid. By this time, I knew who he was. And and you know, a lot of people don't. You know, when when we talk about you know the two groups of of the Jack Hill fans Three. and 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 of course uh, uh, Captain Spaulding, you know, he did so much more. And, and and that's that's the wonderful thing about him. I mean. He's got something like 137 credits. Friggin' awesome. And the second uh, thing on our, you need to see this of Sid on the more obscure list is the Jack Hill film. Yes, everybody knows Spider Baby, but how many know Pit Stop? Not many. How many know Women in Cages, The Big Bird Cage, uh, The Big Dollhouse, uh, Blood Black Bath. Mama, White Mama. Oh, Black Mama, White Mama. That's got one of my favorite Sid lines ever, where the cops mm-hmm. go and talk to him in the pool room. He says, you see, there's one thing. I don't like cops, and they don't like me much either. <laughs> He always had that arrogant swagger about him. Even in Spalding, he had that arrogant swagger. Oh, yeah. And that's why Rob Zombie had to have a scene where he was talking shit to cops. Because you can't have Sid Hagen in a movie without him talking shit to a cop. All right. And, and, and the other thing, too, is let's not forget that he, there was a partnership back then. And that that partnership... Was Sid Haig? Well, actually, it was three of them: Sid Haig and 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 and, uh, um, and of course Pam Greer, because Sid was like the second in command in all those films with Pam. And don't forget the fourth. Well, no, the third one we haven't mentioned, and that of course is Vic Diaz. Oh yeah, Vic Diaz. <laughs> <sighs> And, of course, most of those were done in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the Big Bird Cage. And, by the way, do you know that what Sid's name is in the Big Bird Cage? What? Django. Oh, yeah, Django. <laughs> You're, you, you still got a world of stuff to watch that is actually good. Oh, you've seen uh, Jackie Brown, haven't you, Adam? Jackie, yeah, yeah, a while back. I, you know I, the I scene again, where actually. Pam Greer walks in the courthouse and then has a weird look on her face? Yeah, I do remember, I do remember that, yeah. She didn't know Sid was going to be there. Oh, really? <laughs> she walked in the set, and all of a sudden Tarantino pushed the tape deck, and, and then... I'm a long time woman came on and then she looked up and you could see on her face. Holy shit it's Sid <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so that wasn't acting. She really <laughs> that was no, real right no, there. No. They they had a connection. Seriously, Sid Haig and Pam Greer had a real connection. If you look at those those early films, Big Bird Cage, uh uh even coffee, which is the big one, of course, that everyone knows of, uh, they just—you could just tell—they were simpatico. They loved coffee, each other. Coffee, Foxy Brown. Yep. There was a great clip from Coffee on YouTube, but I would get—I played it for you today, Carl, and I was going to play it on the show. Then I realized I want to live before the end of the month. What? The one with him uh, hanging the guy from the car. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With that accent. It's a great scene, (laughs) but 
if I would have played, I'm still worried that I'm going to be lynched for playing that Murray Hartman scene, so I wasn't going to risk it twice. <laughs> no. By the way, I just figured this out because I didn't realize this. Uh, He's in one of my favorite uh, comedy sketch movies. What? He's in Loose Shoes. I don't remember him in it, but he's there. I'm looking at IMDb right now. Also known as Coming Attractions, by the way. Um, yeah. And to all you people who were uh, complaining about Free From Hell that Rob, that Sid was only in it for five minutes, fuck you. <laughs> really? Well, you know what? No, I agree. I agree. The one thing about Sid, and there are a handful of actors uh, that 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 are along this lines. Doesn't matter how bad the movie is. No, the doesn't matter good. if it's a piece of shit. But but no, what I'm saying is doesn't. But Sid, even if it's a two minute roll, one minute roll. Is always good. Always. Yeah, you always remember it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, if you really look in House of a Thousand Corpses, he's in the movie slightly under 10 minutes. There's the opening spiel, which is about five minutes. There's the Captain Spaulding commercial and the Mm -hmm. scene with the cops. And then... The end of the movie. And you got the and, the and the murder ride, where he's talking on the murder ride. Yeah. But that, yeah, it's really about it. But he feels like he's in there longer than that. Yeah. And the original script and ending for the movie, Spaulding vanishes after the murder ride until the very last, last second. He's not even in that. The cops don't even go to try to find out where they are. Yep. But so, yeah, in the so Devil's here, Rejects, he just takes over the freaking movie. Oh, God. He's so good in that. Seriously. And, and you know, he had retired, what, in 92? Because yeah. he was tired of playing the bad guy. But, man, you know, that's one thing you got to say about Rob Zombie. Rob gave him a part, man. And, and it's a great part. And, and, you know, for those that were introduced to him like you, Adam, through Captain Spaulding, more power to you because somebody realized how good he was and gave him something that everyone will remember him by. I agree. But, yeah, yeah when I, I was a kid, it was Jason the Star Command. It was like a kiddie sci-fi series, except that Sid took the whole series, just walked away with it. And he's supposed to be the bad guy. We're supposed to boo and hiss him, but he's so freaking cool in this movie. Having, like, the eyeglass that shoots lasers out of it and all that. He was just a bad, bad motherfucker. I mean, that's the best way to describe him. Wouldn't you say, guys? He was Mm -hmm. just, in his role, just a bad motherfucker. Yeah, well, definitely. Okay, so I, I got to bring up a movie that I don't know if you know, but I saw this. Okay, now, now anyone who listens to, to Steve's show knows that we have a, a great love of Fred Olin Ray, right? Yeah. yeah okay, I like now, did you know that Fred did a film called Warlords? I heard of it. I didn't get to see it. Yeah. Okay, so, so get this. David Carradine is searching the wastelands for his wife, who was kidnapped by the warlord, a.k.a. Sid. Okay? Also in the cast is Robert Quarry, Ross Hagen, a couple other people. Michelle Bauer has a small role. But, man, there is this scene at the end where Carradine tracks him down. And, of course, there's kung fu and fights. And there's this fight between them. 
and it is such a hoot. Uh, and uh, there's this one, he he does a karate chop to his neck right at the beginning, and, and Sid looks at him like, really? Really? <laughs> and punches him in the face. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I, that that's one that's a real hidden gem that you ought to check out. Yeah, I definitely will as soon as I can. And the aftermath too. That one's a bizarre film, but Sid's just so amazing in it. It's about two astronauts who are stuck in the space until their ship runs out of fuel, and then they crash back into Earth, and they find out that a nuclear war has happened, and a bomb's and the, and the war has almost killed out everybody except for a few people and Sid Haig as the badass gang leader. Nice. It actually has him like blow away a five year old kid. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it's like, Very are you going to come out or what to shoot the kid? And they're up there, don't worry, he won't shoot the. Blam! You <laughs> bastard! Why didn't you come out? <laughs> Only okay. Sid carried that away. Get got away with that, and we ain't horrified and disgusted with the character. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for all of you. If there was a bad movie you saw with Sid in it. Is there is is there any movie that you consider bad that Sid was in it, but he was still good? Uh, Woman in Cages. I like that movie actually. I don't think that's bad at all. It's yeah, it's well, out I of the. I Pam Greer is the bad evil warden. Oh, she was trying to stretch herself. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's it's the least of those. I will grant you that. Yeah. Adam, do you have one? A bad one? No. I haven't seen I haven't gotten to see it one I consider bad with him in it. I just know that, you know the movies I've seen wouldn't okay. be as good without him. Yeah. Right, but and that's always true. That's that's sort of the point of this whole little exercise. So yeah. who remembers well, the Lombada? Do you well, remember the Lombada? Most of the films that he did after his comeback were basically done for shit and giggles, no matter how shitty they are. Anyone oh, yeah, who tries to defend House of the Dead 2 or Night of the Living Dead 3D should be taken out back and shot and whipped. Yeah, but how about how was he in them? Uh, that's, that's House the of the Dead, he was fun. Not of the Living Dead, no one in that 3D, no one in that movie gave a shit. They were uh, just there. Yeah. It's what I call a paycheck movie. Right. Okay, so talking about paycheck movies, this is before he, he retired in 92. Who remembers the Lombada? Oh, God, No. Let's stop bringing yes. that one up. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so fucking lovely. Okay, so there were two Lombada movies. And the one that was really bad was called The Forbidden Dance. And you have not lived until you have seen uh, 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 Sid Haig as Joa teaching our, 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 our two wonderful leads how to dance the Lombada. And you know how the film ends, Adam? (laughs) No. With a math contest. (laughs) I remember when that dance was all around, though. I remember when that movie was, like, the thing. But I never got to see it. The Lombada is one of those things you want to go to the club and watch the skinny Latin girls do it. But you don't want to watch a PG-13 movie of it. No. That's why I never did. No, no, but again, Sid Haig as the dance teacher. I, I no want you to think about that for a second. 
Unless he had like a big stick and beat the crap out of him whenever they did a bad move. Uh. No, 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 no. Think about him dancing. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what I like about nowadays. I can just see the scene and not have to watch the whole damn movie. <laughs> yeah. well, exactly. That's all you have to do. <laughs> I'll just look up the movie, put his name, and then all I have to do is see his scene, and I'll have to see the whole horrible movie to, to just to see him in it. Exactly. Yeah. Thank God for streaming. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm usually bad well, technology, God for but that's YouTube where it really comes in. People who uh, cut movies up to the best clips, except for his good films. It just seems like there's a whole generation of people that say best scenes from The Devil's Rejects, and they don't put any of the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the scene with him and William uh, Forsyth confronting each Ford, other yeah. in Ken Forey's house. None of the best of Sid has that bit. And he no. is just so fucking good in that scene. Just with that line, you know. Mm-hmm. If you fucking... I think he actually said that to, to his cancer once before it killed him. If you fucking... Going to start the killing, you better make sure I'm stoned. That's why the the infection had to kill him, because like I said, if you better try to kill me, you make sure I'm stone bread or I'll come back and stomp your ass. Yeah. yeah. I remember I remember the, in the beginning of that movie where he's he's having sex with Ginger Lynn, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And then, then, he, then he wakes up to his actual girlfriend and she's like, how was your, how was, how was your, I think it was something like, how was your dream? He was like, eh, 50-50. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like she, they were having sex, and then all of a sudden she was gonna kill him. So she was like, "How was, how was he?" I was like, "I had a dream. Like, how was it?" Uh, Fifty-fifty. <laughs> I wish they'd had her back in there for more, cause she was just hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Just seeing Sid as this badass, you know, with Ginger Lynn, this good-looking girl, and then. He wakes up with a girl, you like, what the hell is he doing with her? Until you remember in the first yeah. one where he talks about how much he likes girls with the big booties. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean. The- so, so the one other thing about Sid, too, as as we look at it, is he had a, a knack for comedy. Yeah, w- oh, yeah without definitely. telling jokes. Without telling jokes. And and I have a question. Do you have a favorite scene or a favorite uh, uh, series that he was on that you liked his character that was funny? Oh, yeah. Uh, my my favorite... favorite scene from the Big Bird Cage. Where okay. Vicky, as, as a gay prison guard, is trying to look at his uh, dick as both of them are pissing. And then Sid gets banned and goes, what the hell are you looking at? Then Sid looks over and goes, not much, honey. <laughs> no, Vic said that. Not, not. Yeah, not Vic that. said that to Sid. And then Sid <laughs> gets offended that he actually said that. like, <laughs> 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 what the hell? I just got to, I got to admit that, you know, still House of a Thousand Corpses was my uh, introduction. Like, my favorite bit of his is when the robber's got the gun like right in his face and he's just like just talking smack to him the whole time. He's like, fu-, he's like, you know, like, fuck your mother, fuck your sister, fuck your grandma. Yeah, just that, yeah the payoff to that is makes it beautiful, don't you think, Carl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, most absolutely. of all, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not scared at all. He's just like talking shit, getting me more pissed off. Not caring. Mm-hmm. Well, that was always Sid in almost all of his movies. James Bond, I think, even pulled a gun on him, and he was like, "Is that all you're going to do?" Yeah. <laughs> I never did see a role. Did you call a Sid Haig where he was actually like, "Don't kill me." Oh well, no, no, no one no, person I've seen no. got him like that. Yeah, I think the closest to that is is when he realizes he's going to die in Galaxy of Terror. Well, he kills oh, yeah, himself, yeah. so of course Sid Haig is going to be afraid of Sid Haig. But the person yeah. I saw, 
in the movie, the only one I ever seen him get sheer terror out of him was Pam Greer after he tries to mess with her, and she says, I told you I want to cut that thing off if you mess with me. <laughs> and he's just well, laying on realize, Yeah, go ahead. In real life, he didn't fuck with Pam anyway. There are so many yeah, stories. Yeah, no one would fuck with Pam Greer. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Richard Pryor. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and would you believe that Richard Pryor hit out for a month because Pram Greer was looking for him and she had a gun? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And, and, and Pam Greer also uh, wasn't too fond of John Lennon and Harry Nilsson either. Because twice, not once, but twice, she knocked both of them out with punches. And the same night, too, wasn't it? No, it wasn't the same night. It was the same week, however. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, What was it? Nielsen was like, fuck you, bitch. And she just walked <laughs> over. Bam! Bang. Knocked him the <laughs> out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. For, uh, and well deserved. But yeah. getting back to Sid, there was a program that I really liked. It only ran for about a year. But you did you ever see the TV program Sledgehammer? No, it was on for two years. Two years. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, it was hilarious. Well, Sid was on a, on on one of the episodes, <laughs> which I remember quite well. And you know what his name was? What? General Skull Fracture. <laughs> <laughs> and they had he had this big prosthetic like 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 uh, uh, scar on his, and he'd just go like people look at the scar, look at the scar. Isn't it cool? <laughs> What's funny is how they handled it. They thought that the, at the end of the first season, there wasn't going to get a second season, so they blew up the whole city with right. a nuclear bomb. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we're going to renew the show. So at the first of the second season, Carl, yeah, it said, this is the start of a 27-year prequel to the first But what was fun is after house, pretty much anyone with enough money or enough enthusiasm, Sid would do their movies because he was in, I think, as many or not more movies after that than before. As far as movies, you're absolutely right. As far as movies, I think he still because has he two or three to come out. Yeah, he does. Uh, right now, uh, uh, he, he Abruptio and Hanukkah uh, yeah. are completed, and I want to see him in Hanukkah. I just want to see him like you're playing a Jew. I I got to see this because he plays Judah Lazarus. That I have yeah. to see. And on three from Hellcore, what I didn't say is that Rob and Lionsgate couldn't get any insurance on him, so he wasn't allowed on the set. Right. So Lionsgate and Rob Zombie snuck him in nice. for a day of shooting. I mean, literally, it was like they were sneaking him in the front door, looking back and forth, making sure that no one was around for the insurance company. <laughs> nice. Nice. You want to know about that type of stuff, shouldn't you, Adam? Yeah, I actually wanted to ask something about uh, Galaxy of Terror because I know he he didn't speak a lot in that movie. I heard it was because he not because they'd have lines because he just hated the script. Yeah. So I, he said the script. His lines were shit. So. He made up his whole character being, you know, like 
addicted to the Chris, his, uh, that weird triangle thing. All is the crystal. The crystal is pure. Yeah, because I remember hearing that, that he just like, he just hated the script. And when they asked him, he's like, did you read this thing? <laughs> yep. And my big bad fit is a badass story is when I went to Horror Realm. I didn't talk to him. Well, because he was supposed to be there all three days. But do you remember back in 06, 07, is before we started doing the podcast, Carl, uh, when that big tsunami hit down in Florida. I remember. I remember. Absolutely. Well, Sid was supposed to come up to Pittsburgh for the convention that weekend, and he got stuck in the airport, and he ended up staying up maybe 40 hours just to get to the airport in the middle of Saturday, came in the hotel looking three-quarters dead, and even at 2 o'clock, and there was a line about a mile long, he said, fuck it, and just had his bags taken up to his room and ran to his table and started signing stuff. I thought yep. that was cool about him, too. The one time I, I got to meet him at a – well, I didn't get to talk to him that much because, like how you said, a line around around the block, that's how it was. Like, it was it was hard to, but he did he did a question and answer thing at the screening I went to. Didn't ask for any extra money. Just took pictures with all the fans. Like, it was so many. I didn't get my chance to get a picture, but I thought that was really cool that he just, like, did all that and wasn't expecting anything in return for it. You know, extra to what he was getting already, probably. Well, you you know, the the one thing that, that I have heard is that there isn't anybody that says anything bad about Sid. It seems like he has such a great uh, uh, um, uh, reputation with fans and with people that he worked with. Yeah, he loved his fans to death. Some you would see bend over backwards like Sid. Or Mark from Last House on the Left. And then there's Linda Blair. <laughs> I don't want to get that because we could spend an hour. Well, we have before on Linda Blair's an asshole story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I still think she's hot as hell, so there. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he loved his fans. He loved his work. That's something you, well, uh, the older guys, you do see that a lot. They love the life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he seemed to really enjoy know. what he's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And in a way, that's more important to make money, than making money, because Toby Hooper, his last years on set, he just said, I like making movies. I want to be on a movie set. I don't care about making a good movie. I just want to be on a movie set. Yep. And I can yeah, understand that. Go ahead, Adam. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, I'm, I'm – I'm in underground movies. I know some people that like make one movie and all of a sudden they think they're like a, a, a fucking like they think they're Scorsese all of a sudden. Just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I've met those people. We had one on our show once, didn't we, Carl? I'm not sure who you're 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 referencing. Is it the one that we shall not talk about? Yeah, he That's right. who Steve, shall Steve, not Steve, be tell me later. <laughs> the Let's one we shall not talk it's, about on air. It's the only guest I've ever cursed on the air. I was making an analogy and then he starts saying shit 
and I just said out of the blue, it's an analogy, you fuck. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, most of the people you meet love the job and all that. Unless they're professional congoers, then they're burnt out and then they'll charge you $550 for them to wear a rubber mask and a T-shirt. <coughs> oh, good Lord. But Sid, yeah. he charged as little as he could. Like, uh, he was doing, like, dual pictures with uh, him and Mosley. In full makeup for $55. Nice. Nice. Man, he wasn't that expensive when you got something signed, too, was he, Adam? No, the unfortunate thing is I never got the chance, but that's unfortunate. But I I don't remember him really asking for anything because it was like a small screening of the Devil's Rejects in my hometown. Yeah. So I don't really think he charged anything. I just, you know, unfortunately I was I was really drunk. There was like 8 million people. I was drunk and tired, and I was just so happy I got to meet him. I was just like, eh, next time I see him. But unfortunately that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's like when I met Carolyn Monroe, she's like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I, got to get to, I have to charge you $10. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> have you seen the price? <laughs> you know? Or yep. some of the free concerts Carl's gone where he got to talk to, uh, what's his name from? Uh, Living Color. I got to meet and Living talk Color. to uh, Vernon Reed. Vernon yeah. Reed. Well, Very cool. Unless he was sick or having a bad day, I, Sid was always the most gracious guy you could run in. One of the most gracious guys you could run into. You know, and, and and the thing is, you take a look at his films, right? You could tell he enjoys himself. You know, he got sick and sick of doing the same type of role for a number of years. I can get that, but every time you see him, there's this energy, and you could just tell he loves what he's doing. And, yeah, and, and go ahead, Adam. I was saying, like, I was thinking, like, even like in Spider Baby, like he. He didn't say a word, but he was just like really stood out in that. Oh, absolutely. No, uh, and, yeah. and, and, and he had a I had a Spider Baby, which they wouldn't censor because I wouldn't want to tell Sadie couldn't do something. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I, I did have a, a, a definite uh, crush on Jill Banner. No question. I just want to say that out loud. I think when he got back in the convention scene, uh, Sid was kind of shocked how much, how much these fans really loved him. I can see that with him, okay? Because, you know, he didn't seem to have an ego about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't seem I to. just do what I like to do, you know? And, and, and he was surprised at how many people loved him and... and, and and it was because of that how he he acted and and and, and the uh, whole uh, aura that he brought out in his acting that we love him. No question. And the same Sid that's in House of Thousand Corpses is the same Sid that you got back in the seventies. So if you love the way he acted, Spalding, going back to his earlier stuff and watching him in it is a no-brainer. Yeah, he's the same cool badass guy then that he is now. You know, he just didn't have as much time on screen. You know, uh, uh, but seriously, even if you see him like like in Point Blank, he has a blink of your miss, like about thirty seconds on screen, but he's with two other guys, and those two other guys are nothing compared to Sid. You know, um, 
one of the nice things is if you look at his IMDb and you look at, at YouTube, you can find a lot of this stuff on YouTube. Um, but man, as far as the movies are concerned, uh, again, I would say the, the Big Dollhouse, The Big Birdcage, Black Mama, White Mama, Emperor yeah. of the North, Coffee, The Dawn is Dead, uh, Busting, Foxy Brown, Savage Sisters, that whole run in, in, in the 70s, man. You might like Emperor uh, of the North, Adam. It's got one of the most brutal fights and some of the most brutal beatings in a movie ever. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. I, would, I definitely want to see a lot of a lot of that older stuff. Like I got to see Spider Baby, Galaxy of Terror, and stuff. But I definitely want to see a lot of that like '70s stuff. Yeah. How yeah, and, and I again, I, I at the beatings in Emperor of the North. Oh my God, that thing is so brutal, and it's Ernest Borgnine at his nastiest, and Lee Marvin. I mean, talk about testosterone. And Keith Carradine, who you basically want to shoot throughout the whole fucking movie. So obnoxious, but but Sid is in a, a small. Uh, uh, they go to a hobo uh, um, uh, enclave, and he's the head of the hobo enclave, and uh, he's very cool in it. Uh, another film from that era is again I would recommend Busting, even though Sid's only in three minutes of it. The movie, the one thing about the '70s movie Adam and I did a whole series is that I will argue that the 70s is the most depressing uh, uh, decade in film, and it's just like everything is just like, fuck you, it, nothing's going to work. And, and and Busting is a great film. And that's uh, why Sid Flores goes, he was the 70s arrogant, fuck you, fuck the man. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Well, even in oh, House absolutely. of the Corpses, he still has that. Like that scene with him and Walt Goggins and Tom Towles. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He definitely brought that brought that over too. I I've seen some of his '70s footage, and I'm it's it's the same attitude. Yeah, and I want that damn shirt he had. <laughs> I smoke pigs. Well, yeah, I was just thinking about that too. I was like. Yeah, it had the pig on it. What did it say? I couldn't remember. I smoke pigs. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, Tom tells us, like, I don't like that shirt. Well, basically, I don't give a fuck what you like or don't <laughs> like. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, the word was Sort of out on. It was late Saturday when I texted you with that, wasn't it, Carl? Mm-hmm. Yes. But a couple of guys in the know were like, "Well, another one of the big set, big our big heroes from yesterday is gone, and well, I'm not going to say anything to the family does." Right. And I remember seeing it too. I was just like, "Oh no, who, who is it? Who is it now?" Yeah, and pretty much me and Carl, by the middle of Sunday, had it narrowed down to either Gary Kent, who's not, well, well, he's Gary not doing much to watch uh, his movie. You need to see that damn documentary, Danger Man. Yeah, I got to get to that. I got to get to that. Oh, by you the way, I, I, need, I, I need to mention one more movie before before we go. Um, and he has a wonderful little part in it, and it's called Choo Choo and the and the Philly Flash. Now it's not God a good damn. movie. What? Damn, what? <laughs> Why you gotta bring up that shit? <laughs> because he has a wonderful scene in it. Okay, think of this: you got a movie that's a comedy, but fucking Alan Arkin, Carol Burnett, Jack Warden, Danny Aiello. Danny Glover. How dare you All call Choo Choo and Achilles Bash a comedy? <laughs> well, it's a supposed comedy. Vincent Chiavelli, Ruth Buzzy, you know, all these people, right? None of them are fucking funny. 
except Sid. And I'm not joking. Sid has the only fucking laugh in the movie. And I'm not kidding. Oh, God. It hurts to watch that. I mean, really hurts. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I, I, I make and, no bones about uh, it. Thank you for being on, Adam. And ironically, Saturday we're going to be doing a show on Steve's video show on Shot on Video Horror. And we're going to have Zombarella on it. And another guest. Damn, who? And I, as much as I love Sid, I know a lot more about Shot on Video Horror. guy is supposed to be on the show Sunday? Well, it's not me. <laughs> Uh, Could it be you, I, I think Adam? you want to mention Zombar. Oh, I, I thought you meant beside me. Uh, yeah, yeah, some guy named Gorefield's going to be on there. Some hack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and here's something we haven't talked about that you're going to be shocked when you heard this. This kicked my ass when I heard this. And this story, and rest in peace, uh, Sid, and thank you for being on, Adam. Carl's okay. going to be Second. getting to go out with this story. you got to wait and hear this. Okay. Tell the story, so, Carl, before we play it. Sid Haig, uh, when he was a kid, he loved to bang on pots and pans. And his mother bought him a drum set, and he took to it like crazy. And so he was a musician first. He was a drummer. If you go back into, um, uh, there's a movie, 1963, called Beach Ball, with, uh, which has a performance by the Righteous Brothers with Sid on drums. But in 1958, oh, really? yeah, in 1958, when I was born, he was with a, uh, a band. He was in high school at the time. He was playing drums with a band called the T-Birds, and they had a top ten hit. In 1958, called um, uh, what's it called again, Stephen? You got that up, right? Okay, yeah, I'll check. Uh, the, uh, Full House. Full House. Thank you. Uh, and, and not with Bob Saget, thank thank the Lord. Uh, but <laughs> um, so anyway, this was an actual top ten hit. In 1958, and just wait until you hear the drums, your mouth will be on the friggin' floor. And so, for me, I, I you know, being the music guy, th- this is the perfect way of me saying, rest in peace, Sid. We love you, and we always will. All right? So that's, that's that gives... Here... Go ahead. And I gotta say, one last quote from Sid... It was given to me by uh, Troy Howarth, and that first clip by Mary Hartman was uploaded to uh, uh, YouTube by the head of uh, 1201 Radio, uh, Josh Hadley. Thank you to Josh for uploading it, and fuck you to all the people that's been uploading it today and calling it yours. Josh Hadley put it up. You wouldn't have it the, the steal if it wasn't for him. But here we go with Full House and Sid Haig tearing it up on the drums. Oh, and the quote is, I left music to get in the film business because they were a bunch of damn thieves, and then they followed me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And here we go, and good night, and see you Sunday, Adam, and see ever, and see you guys in a couple of days. Peace. All right. Peace. Rest in peace, Sid. We'll keep your memory alive. Rest in peace, Sid. Requiem, Scott, and Pache. Hey, 
Damn his life. Good night. <laughs>